Glazer House. Welcome. This is episode 238. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, everybody? And we're back from another show. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, the game. Uh, Donovan Statue unveiling. That was yeah. really, really exciting. Let's start with, let's, let's, let's go in chronological order. <laughs> All right. Well, I woke up in the morning. Uh-huh. Did you put your Galaxy underwear I, on? I No. I took a shower. Then I put my Galaxy underwear on. Oh no! I have ones that you could also wear in the shower. So you, ne- so you, you're never are you, not. Are you a never you. nude? <laughs> no. <laughs> cannot. No. You cannot unsee it, Bobby. No, I just can't picture Bobby as a never nude. <laughs> like that's just no. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby's more of a hardly clothed. <laughs> <laughs> there you no. go. I mean, your nickname was Naked Bobby at some point. I'm decent. So. I'm decent. I am. I am decent well, now. P- person in society, <laughs> civilian in society. Relax, relax. I mean, you know, here? the scale, <laughs> the scale is not always, you know, tip, tipping toward decent. But okay, <laughs> there's some, there's some rather indecent people in our society. <clears throat> That really, really like skew the, the 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 curve there. Oh, sure, of course, of course. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying now. But okay. <laughs> well, let's let's start with uh, obviously uh, the the big the big uh, news and and uh, as Lewis really just hammered home last week. Anytime people get excited for a thing, <laughs> uh, the galaxy tend to disappoint. So um, the galaxy unveiled. The Landon Donovan statue, at long last, a true legend of the team gets his due and uh, gets a statue. Yeah, and much you know, much needed, much much deserved, but uh, kind of scary looking. <laughs> he yeah, he does look a little bit like a like electro kind of like old school electro. Yeah, he also looks like something from The Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's about to bite you. That's what it looks like too. Uh, what, I'm like, man, he made he made him veiny. <laughs> he didn't make him veiny. <laughs> um, what What did you guys think about the the pose um, in, in general? Like, not the, just the specifics of the face that is is a little scary, but um, but yeah, just the, I like pose the pose in general. I like the pose. You know, again, the teeth and the, the stuff. But the pose is cool to me. I don't, but for personally myself, I don't think I would have been so critical at any pose unless he was like just sitting on a ball. Then I'd be mad. But <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I mean, I was I was really hoping uh, they would make the statue of him like you know p- pissing on the the field at Azteca. But you know, like a just... Calvin, like a not a Calvin. What was the <laughs> that character sticker name? The Calvin Hobbs. No, <laughs> it was it was Calvin then. Yeah, the one yeah. that was on every truck for yeah. like all our youth. Yeah. Yeah, the Calvin and Hobbes uh, pissing on something sticker. Uh, no, no, no. I was, of course, thinking of the that iconic pose of him uh, pulling his shorts up to the side and peeing on the, the <laughs> grass at the Azteca. Yeah. If there was going to be a pee statue, it would be that one. That one's so <laughs> Jesus Christ. graphic. Landon, Landon is like one of the – he's got a lot of stories around him, doesn't he? <laughs> He's got. I, I had forgotten about that one until just now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, it was a special day. Um, Landon, you know, uh, a bunch of his his old teammates and family members, and um, you know, everybody that that is sort of important to him, 
was around, um, which was great. It was nice to see all those people uh, come out for the uh, the statue unveiling. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, earlier earlier in the day, he also went to uh, the elementary school in um, Bonita uh, Elementary yep. School and finished up uh, painting the walls. And, and he also, um, you know, accepted the mural and stuff and talked about his career. And Joe Totino was there talking about his career as well. That was really cool. That one was really very intimate. There was not many, too many people there. Um, and he talked about his mom a lot. Like, it was a little bit more intimate than he could be uh, during the statue unveiling, mainly because... The Galaxy fans were very, very uh, restless. Mm-hmm. Um, they really wanted, and it was long. I mean, it's long. Yeah, like it's long. Like it should. It, like it, I get, I get it. Like you know, do the whole thing, but like it really shouldn't be that. I don't. Long. I don't think but the Beckham one was that long. Yeah, I think the Beckham was. It felt like it to me. I remember my cousin and DRC complaining about how like how long they had to stand up. <laughs> but you know, wow. <laughs> But um, no, that was cool. I mean, at the, at the one at the Bonita Elementary, uh, Totino was talking about their history together and what he remembers about him and the first time he ever commented on him and everything. And the whole time he's looking directly at me. And I'm like, what are you, who are you looking at? And I didn't realize that Donovan was right over my shoulder. Oh, <laughs> so, so I so I turned around and, it, and, you know, and, you know, me, the camera comes up, I get right in his face. And then I just turn right back around. <laughs> and uh, and and so did your camera capture all of those uh, those those lightning bolts in and around his face no. as they immortalized it on the statue? <laughs> no. What do you think about the pose, Lewis? Actually, that 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 was the pose that uh, that they were going to do. To be perfectly honest, I, I couldn't really think of another one. Uh, obviously, there were a few that you could have uh, chosen. The one that he when he was on his knees. Uh, when he's screaming, um, that one came to mind. I don't um, think they would have done that because of the height. Uh, like I just, I, mean, I just don't feel like they would make a statue lower than Beckham. Mm, I just don't think so. I'm oh, actually hoping that if uh, Pescadito gets a statue, the pose would be that has feet. to be his pose. Yes, yeah. that one 100 yeah. has to be it. Um, but his, but, his, I think his statue would kind of wrap towards closer to the street. You know, not closer to where the box so office. So perspective, stores, you know, like, so perspective right, wise, yeah. it might be the yeah, same height as yeah. the so, right, and it'll look cooler. Yeah. It'll actually look cool right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the first one, right? So you gotta, you know, there, there's that as well. But um, yeah, I I, I kind of figured that that would have been the pose. Um, there were a lot of iconic moments, but it oh um, only a handful of poses that you could really use for a statue, and I figured that was going to be one. So I had no problem with it. Um, and, uh, no, I mean, it, it was well-deserved. We, we talked about when, uh, David Beckham got his statue, it's like, well, who's the next one? And it, it had to be, it had to be Landon, right? I mean, it, there was just, that, that would kind of, was yeah, a, was it was a always that one first right. and then we would be like Kobe, you know? Yeah. Right. Then, then you have the Kobe and Cien and, <laughs> and, and, and Robbie Keane. you have Robbie Keane. Um, yeah. so there's. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's well-deserved a career that was spent mostly uh, in MLS and uh, will always be remembered as uh, as a Galaxy player, has a trophy named after him. Um, who knows what else could be uh, named after him, uh, you know, of all his uh, accomplishments and accolades in U.S. soccer. And, uh, you know, just really, uh, really glad that he's one of us. So, you know, albeit starting his career in, <laughs> you know, uh, the worst place you can start your career in. 
but uh, but Bayer, he, Bayer Leverkusen, <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, I mean, he has a he, he got an MLS Cup, you know. But uh, but uh, no, uh, he's he's one of us. He knows that he's he's here. He's a local boy, and so um, it's really cool that uh, he's now uh, forever immortalized in a stadium that he helped build. So yeah, um, yeah. To to uh, go to go from a kid, and and I'm I'm sure everybody who's listening here has heard. The uh, the call-in that he had with Josh's show on Corner of the Galaxy, um, he talks about how when he was growing up, there was no MLS. And so he never really, like, thought about, you know, or dreamed about playing professionally because he there was no league. Uh, it, it didn't exist. And to go from a kid that didn't really have dreams of being a professional to being immortalized in a statue is pretty uh, – <laughs> what a wild ride, right? Yeah, and, uh, and and the guy's young. I mean, he still has a chance to make a name oh, yeah. for himself as a coach, and and uh, he's doing really good things with San Diego Loyal. Um, and uh, you know, to me, he's he's just he's kind of the he's he's been the kind of uh, I, I don't know. Like to me, I think about Rocky when I think about him, um, not because of the physicality of of him and 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 stuff, but sort of the the mental and, and U- personality kind of thing. Um, well, he's the, he's the U S like he's the U S star American story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. soccer, like, yeah, will... but he's also taking a lot of hits and he's no, I mean, but so does every, all of those big, you know, iconic people. Uh, not, not so much as, as much as Landon, I don't think, because he's always been at the top and, and uh, the expectations for him have always been super high. And so when he, pivots and does something that's unexpected i think that you know he catches a lot of he used to catch a lot of flack and i I would say the same thing with with his coaching career right now is is the way that he's uh going about his his career and and sort of the decisions he's making you know like we we saw uh what was it uh, last year um when there was that incident between uh g2 and then phoenix rising uh where there was a racial slur or a or a homophobic slur uh um you know, directed at one of his players, they made the decision that despite a playoff spot being on the line, that they would walk away and forfeit the game uh, because there's no there's no need for that in our game. And I think that's, um, you know, looking back at it now, um, you look at sort of the, the things that he had done in his career and he kind of was always against the grain when it came to stuff like that. Like he was ahead of, of, of a lot of, the norms at the time. And I think he's taken a lot of flack for that and, 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 you know, getting hit, got, got hit and kept getting up and coming forward. I, uh, I would disagree with the rock analogy. Um, I mean, he's got a statue with his arms out. No, that's it. (laughs) Okay. What more, what more Rocky can you get? Well, I don't you need, have, you need I, more stairs. Yeah, I was more gonna stairs say for sure. Yeah. yeah, but they pulled that statue down to the bottom now. So really, yeah, yeah, it's not at the top of the stairs anymore. Was it because people got tired? I don't know. Well, there was that movie where Rocky got old, <laughs> or they were so, and, or they were so annoyed people the, were running up and down. Yeah, that, that's what it was. They, <laughs> that's what it was. It was like here's this fictional character that people keep running up and down our steps and never go into the library. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, um, 
as a coach, I've always said that if you were a good player um, for any sport, uh, I have a, you know, my theory is if you're a good player, you probably won't be a good coach. Um, or if you're a great player, you probably won't be a good coach. Um, there's always exceptions to that rule. But I always thought of it as, you know, like these great players, um, like Jordan, like Kobe, it, it, these guys that just where like the, the, the talent just kind of comes in natural. Um, they, they really can't explain why they do what they do. It just kind of happens, right? Uh, especially when you look at stuff like like basketball, where um, you saw Kobe and Jordan pull off these crazy layups, and you're like, you know, you can't teach that. That's just something like you're switching on and off within like seconds of each other. Like, oh, hold on a second, you know, this is how I got to adjust. Um, you can't teach that. That's just something that you know, something that comes just you know out of nowhere. Um, and that's why it's hard to be a coach. It's kind of hard to explain the greatness. You, you, you can explain the game to, cer- to a certain extent, but you know, it, it's, you know, what happened to them, they study it, but they, they really can't, at least again, just my opinion, like they, they, they wouldn't be able to explain it because it's just something that they just naturally did. They, they, they didn't really, um, have to study it the way a lesser player would have studied the game in order to try to be better because, that natural talent wasn't there, right? They're constantly listening to the coach. They're constantly watching the X's and O's and they're studying it rather than having it come natural. And that's why you see, you know, players that have played in, in the league, but weren't like superstars. They're probably a little bit more successful uh, in coaching because they understood, you know, the X's and O's and they studied it. Um, Lionel Donovan. And in that interview, he said that there is that stigma of, you know, players being coaches. And so he's aware of it. Um, and, uh, right now, he he seems to be doing just fine uh, in, in his coaching career. Um, I think the San Diego is in second place behind Phoenix, and Phoenix is like a legitimate, like you know, um, um, team in that league. You know, it's not like Galaxy Two where it's like, yeah, we're just trying to develop these players. We really don't care if we win. We just need these guys to be called to the senior team at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, San Diego is, again, one of those teams that is really trying to win. They're in second place right now, and um, they're new. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's essentially yeah. uh, an expansion team that was, again, um, He's a part owner. created by, right, created by uh, Lana Donovan. So um, this, new, uh, this new journey that he has taken up. Um, it looks like he's going to be just as successful. He's going to look like he's just as uh, passionate as it was, as he was as a player. And so, uh, he's definitely going to make a difference and he's already making a difference and an impact. So, um, I expect him to, at some point, um, hopefully, uh, be coaching MLS. Uh, I don't see how that really wouldn't happen. Um, and if that does happen, it's almost just natural that he would at some point, you know, be pulled into, uh, back into the galaxy as a head coach. Um, again, if if uh, everything goes according to uh, to plan and he does well for himself, so um, so yeah, uh, Donovan uh, he, he's still going strong, still making uh, waves in U.S. soccer, and I don't expect that to uh, change anytime soon. So, yeah. uh, living legend, living legend, guys. So we're have, we have, we're lucky to have him. Uh, indeed. So yeah, that was uh, that was Saturn Villing, and then uh, you know we were treated to we were treated to even more. As we came into the stadium, and uh, and we got a Malia Emma national anthem, which, again, like God, that little girl, incredible. She's right. so incredible. 
um, the way she uh, she built that national anthem. I was walking to my seats and I ran into her, and uh, and and actually congratulated her on uh, on another spectacular anthem. So uh, she was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Did you give her a sticker? I did not give her a sticker. She had many uh, scary looking. Uh, uh, big bodyguards around her and uh, you know (laughs) (laughs) and she's this tiny little thing and so i just you know quickly like leaned over and said malia you're you were great as always and she was like oh my god thank you and then you know i ushered away um i uh i got to interact i i also got to interact with another kid that day um just before halftime uh when they were going to do the the halftime ceremony inducting Landon into the Ring of Honor, um, Landon's son and wife walked past me, and I called his son over, and I did I gave him stickers. I did give his son stickers, um, and I pointed to my son, my own son Donovan, and I told him I said, "Hey, you know, these are the, or this guy is named after." your dad and and donovan leaned over and said my name is donovan and his son so cute was like how did you know my dad's name how did you know my dad's last name and i said i don't know (laughs) but he was was stoked there was someone that yelled out um during the ceremony my son's name is donovan and then or landon i don't know i couldn't hear it but he said it and uh donovan's like uh, is he 11? You know, he's just like, because a lot of kids are those age. So he's like, is he 11? And everybody started busting up. Yeah. But he knows. He's so aware of it. Yeah. 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 And 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 I think there was a video that came out uh, probably by the LA Galaxy where um, they were talking about how the name Landon actually had a yeah. big boom after 2014. Yeah. Donovan like, Babies or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, is understandable, whatever. Um, and then, uh, and then the five ring Raul Tifo, which was spectacular. Oh my God. Uh, ACB or Victoria block just really, you know, started, started out, uh, the night on a, on a high. It was fitting. I mean, of course it was completely fitting. So I loved it. It was was hard to see the angle where we were, but yeah, but I loved it. I, I was wearing my uh, my mustard uh, LA Galaxy uh, 2005, or or maybe it's a 2000. No, no, no it's a 2005 uh, Donovan jersey that has only one star and the old logo. And as we were walking under the LAFC supporter section, um, I was pointing to my shirt, to the badge on my shirt, and I realized, hey, I only have one star, but that's already one more than you guys. facts are facts yeah um and then the game started (laughs) so you guys nine games winless i know we've talked this to death i know like a few weeks ago i said and lewis reminded me last week i was not worried about the galaxy missing the playoffs by the time we come back from the international break, we could be out of a playoff spot. I, I, I've said it out since after the Houston game. Uh, the Galaxy are missing the playoffs. 
Um, there's no, there's no game on the schedule where you can say the Galaxy are going to win. There are winnable games. There are definitely winnable games. There's, that was there's one been of them. winnable games down the road. Yeah, right. There's there's been winnable games during this nine game unbeaten run. Very winnable games. We're not talking like, well, if you play your best, you can earn a victory here. Like, no, th- these were games that yeah, they're there for the taking. And um, you know, the th- the thing is, is that if if you're not beating Austin, if you're not beating Houston, who are you going to be? Who are you going to be? Um, it's possible that they could turn it around, sure, but there are now six games left. There's six games left, and Kansas City, Seattle, Minnesota, and Portland, all playoff teams. Those are four out of the six. Two of them are on the road. Um, and then you have uh, Houston and Dallas, which are your winnable games. But again, if you can't beat Houston at home, like, it can't be anybody at home, right? So, um, I have given up on the season. Uh, we're not making the playoffs. I, 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 I called it. It's not something I'm proud of. Not something I want. I hope that they prove me wrong. I hope that all of a sudden everything clicks. For what it's worth, the past two games, they haven't played horrible. They haven't played great. I know they outplayed RSL, but it, it, it's there's no such thing as a moral victory this late in the season. Um, maybe early in the season, you say this is something that you learn from. This is something that you uh, take into heart and make sure that you're playing for a full 90 minutes and not 89. Um, something that you say like, oh, you know, you're not finishing your chances. is something that uh, you can work on and it's better to do that now than later in the season. Um, th- those arguments aren't valid in late September. So... Um, if you want something optimistic is that you give up on 2021, the season's over and everything that happens now that you're trying to build, if you want to say like, Oh, Hey, this was a rebuilding year. So this, that's exactly where we should have ended up anyway. And everything from here on out, you're basically working toward 2022, whatever chemistry issue that you have, whatever lack of finishing, whatever, whatever the problem is that happened in the second half of the season. If you're starting to turn it around, it's toward 2022. It's not 20. It's not for 2021. Um, I know that people aren't going to want to hear that, but that's the reality. That's where we stand. That's where we are. So, um, you know, like I said, they didn't play bad against LAFC. Um, didn't play great either. I think one, one, was fair. I think the Galaxy, again, it, it was a winnable game. The chances were there. Um, could have gotten three points. Should have been a man up. Um, but that doesn't guarantee victory. But with all that being said, you know, they, they, they have, yeah, it doesn't hurt either. <laughs> um, all that being said, like, like I said, I, I just, I feel like, sure, you, you played good game against RSL and you play decently against LAFC and you can build on that, but that's something that you should probably, you know, take it to the bank and use it for next season. Cause I, I think just fighting for this season is just, it's not happening. It's just not, it's not going to happen at this point. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think I, I don't agree with you. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, kind of reserve yourself for the next season, but that's not going to happen. This team is not going to. They're going to keep going. Oh no, 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 I mean, no! I'm not saying reserve. I'm not saying like don't get hurt and wait for 2022. I'm saying that whatever it is that you need to fix, whatever like thing that you're trying to fix right now, whatever Start like working for it. yeah. It's it's basically. Yeah, but I mean look, that still that still starts for, now though. That's the thing. Right, that it, still it starts, starts now. now. Right, it starts now. But the end result isn't going to be in 2021. The end result should no, be now. Toward 20, should be 2022. That's my point. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're yeah. working on, you're putting it in the bank for 2022 because 2021 is done. So, um, yeah, I'm not saying that reserve yourself. I'm saying fix a problem so that you can hit the ground running in 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't want them to, to concede the season, but I, I think certainly like you, yeah, that's what there's, I'm saying, there's building yeah. blocks. Yeah. That's what I know. That's what you're saying. Yeah, um, and I know Lewis is not saying that either. But, so, so, yeah. so let's, let's talk about the game a little bit. Um, a rather tame El Trafico, right? Very much. Um, or at least, uh, at least the second half. You, and, and the funny thing is, is that after the first half, with the way the ref was slowly losing the game, um, bad call after bad call, uh, definitely favoring one side over the other, you kind of figured that the second half was going to be very physical. The intensity would go up, and it would not be about necessarily the soccer as much as, as it was kind of like you know that street ball, right? You, I, yeah. I thought they were gonna, you were gonna see at least one red card. I thought there was gonna be a lot of physical play because the ref allowed it to happen and the exact opposite happened nothing nothing happened in the second half uh yeah it, it was it was pretty lackluster to be honest with you um i was uh not really into the game <laughs> and that's that's a lot to be said you know with with the uh, el trafico but i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that both teams are really just struggling right now, and and I think um, it's just been that kind of season for both teams. Um, it's too bad. The the it it really feels like uh, the fire of of these two, um, uh, at least on the field of these two teams, has been doused. Yeah, I mean. I, I did say that the rivalry was very much, and Bobby agreed uh, that it, it was the fans kind of driving the the rivalry. Yeah, and um, we, we certainly saw it this time. We, yeah, we certainly saw it. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what happened on the field, they're always going to be rivals um, because at, at the end of the day, it's it's no, the fans that kind of drive it, though, right? No, I mean, but it's, there's but there's there's been rivalry on the field. This last one is just both teams are no good. Kind of suck equally at the yeah. same time yeah. right, right now. That's just just kind of it. I mean, the first half, well, personally for me, I didn't really, I wasn't able to focus on the game at all because we were getting thrown beer and all this shit in and stuff because yeah. we were in the wrong, in the section we should have never been in. And then um, I just want to uh, give a shout out to Ashley Hall, the vice president of Ticket Sales and Services, because I, I complained, which I never do, like hardcore. And uh, this lady came down and uh, she uh, helped us uh go some go practically all the way to the other side of the stadium um she get, she 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 relocated 14 of us 
Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to sit together, but we were broken up and stuff. And, and when we would, went looking for our tickets, those tickets were like people were sitting on them anyways. So we just would have to find whatever was open. But I, I watched a little bit of the, the rebroadcast uh, today of the first half. And uh, after the first goal that Galaxy made, um, it, it, they, they, they kind of turned it up a little bit. And they actually like added a little flavor to their style. It was kind of surprising to me when I was watching it today. Of course, it amounted to nothing. Um, you know, they got they, they continually got stopped. Uh, but it was a it was a, it was something that I, I kind of was a little surprised with. Um, and again, it didn't it didn't amount to nothing. And then and that was and then that flavor was gone in the second half, just gone. And I yeah. still haven't seen the the rest of the second half. The live in the rest of the second half, I was just so fucking fuming. I was so angry about the whole situation and all the drama that we had to go through. That I like was just staring at the field and just not paying attention, you know. Yeah. So I didn't really see the rebroadcast the second uh, second and a half because we started recording. I was watching it just right now. Um, yeah, after the first goal was scored, I think momentum shifted a little bit. Um, I think the Galaxy uh, played a better game um, the rest of the way, or at least uh, the rest of the half. Sorry. Um, and the second half was just kind of a like dull. I think maybe LAFC had the better looks um, all around. The the stats were just a little even, but not really that even. I guess I, I said I think a one one draw is fair. Let me get into some of the stats here. Sixty four, totally fair. Yeah, it's totally fair. Sixty four thirty six was uh, possession that was in favor of the Galaxy. Um, that by the way hardly ever happens against LAFC, right? We always see LAFC holding more possession, and and mm-hmm. the Galaxy kind of play uh, a counter attack style. Um, Shots were 14 and 10 in favor of LAFC. Here's the here's the alarming one. Uh, seven shots on target for LAFC. Uh, so uh, Jonathan Bond had to make six saves. Only one shot on target for the Galaxy. That was the goal. That was it. Um, the keeper did not have to make a single save the entire game. Um, that is worrisome. The fact that you took 10 shots, were outshot, took 10 of them, and only one was, uh, was on target. Uh, granted that two hit the post. And those don't count as shots on target. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the stat itself is just kind of like eye-opening where it's like, really? And I think it is because of the the, the posts, uh, the, the the ball hitting the post uh, two times. Um, expected goals, 1.66 to 1.41, practically even. Um, it was in favor of the Galaxy, though. Um, and it, it was... Yeah, the, the second half of the Galaxy just kind of like there was no intensity. There was no rhythm. Uh, LLC did come out uh, a little bit more in sync. Um, and they pressed early on. The, uh, nothing amounted to it. But yeah, it, it was definitely a very dull um, game for uh, for these two teams. Even when you're coming in poor form. Uh, the last for game. this kind of game, just in general, yeah. the intensity wasn't really there as it as almost every other game yeah. has been. Yeah, so I mean, it, I mean that's bound to happen. Obviously, you know, just laws of probability. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at some point you were going to have a dud, um, and there it was. Um, so, it, it, I mean, as far as the the game is concerned, that's not something that you should be concerned about. What you should be concerned about is that you know you haven't won a game in uh, in nine games and. Um, you know, if if you were happy that LAFC has yet to win at the Diggity, that's 
that's fine. You know, that if you're, you know, you're the optimist and you kind of just want to shield yourself from the rest of the season, that's fine. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at a bigger picture where like, Hey man, this, again, this was a winnable game. Yep, you know, you, you're playing against, you're playing against a, a team that right now is outside the playoff spot. And you know, the way things are looking, it, it kind of looks like they also may not be making the playoffs. And so, um, this was a winnable game. This was uh, a game where you, again, you needed to win. You need to win against RSL. So, um, you know, you, you just keep dropping points left and right. And so, um, yeah, it, it was just, you know, unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate. And um, that, and a lot of unfortunate things happened uh, in and around the stadium. So we'll eventually get to those, I'm assuming. Um before we uh, we get into that, let me uh, let's talk about the uh, the lineup. Uh, Cabral does not start. Yeah, in fact, does not even get into the game. Yep. At I was all. just going to ask you guys about that. How did you feel about Cabral not getting into the game at all? I think it should have happened sooner. I don't know what I'm, the. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bobby. Because I uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, 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 I'm just yeah I'm just indifferent. You know, like it, it like I if, if he's out, that's fine. You know, well, if he's in, I, you know, like, like, sure, I guess. I mean, with the lineup right now, yeah, we shouldn't really have him at all. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, I, it's not like it angered me or anything. I, I know should, he made a I comment about it, but I didn't hear about it. I actually think your indifference speaks volumes about it, uh, about him, you know, whether or not you wanted him in the game. I think uh, if you're indifferent about it, it probably means that you knew he shouldn't be out there. No, I just don't think it would have changed much. Right. I just don't think. I mean, look at how we played. I don't think it would have changed much. I think the would, game would have still paced the same way. Yeah, I actually agree, and and that's you know one of the one of the problems, especially with a DP player. A DP is supposed to be a game changer. The fact that you can bring him in and you kind of know that uh, nothing's going to happen, you know, it's it's not going to change anything about the game is worrisome. And um, you know, I, I've I've said this before that. You know, he, he's not a guy that was going to come in and make a difference. Vanny has come out and said that uh, very early in the season. Like, he's, we're not expecting him to be, you know, a 15-goal uh, scorer and, you know, 15, you know, uh, assists uh, in the season. Well, we're not expecting that. Um, he's a work in progress. Uh, the problem is, is that um, being a DP and being Galaxy fans, like, there's no patience there. And the fact that you are currently in the midst of a – nine game winless streak and you're you know slowly going to be out of the playoffs you know if we were still in second or third place we're still finding ways to win we would be more patient like it's not hurting us which is what i said in the beginning of the season the first half of the season hey this guy is not hurting us right now it's fine now all of a sudden well it is a problem you should be stepping up right um but yeah, so this is the second game. And I don't count RSL. I know he came in. He came in, in garbage time. He came in like in the 88th, 89th minute. Uh, it was 1-1. If, if Vanny brought him in to change the game, it's way too late. And he did. They got scored on. So he, there was a difference. Something happened. Um, wasn't his fault. Obviously, I'm just joking about that. But um, he hasn't played in two games. Now, the quote that uh, someone had asked him, um, I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad Cabral didn't play, play. To be honest, because where we ended up sitting in the second half, his brother was behind me the whole time. So if I was oh, all mad at Remy. him, I, I would yeah, I would be all talking shit in front of his brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of glad 
Because, <laughs> like, at the end of the game, I turn around, and I'm like, hey, Cabral's brother. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, but he's still Cabral. What do you think about that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a, a, he's a, like, you'd be like a Homer telling that uh, Flanders is the one that has to leave the, the bunker but apologize <laughs> to the kids. I'm sorry about yeah. this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go sorry. My condolences. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let me get to the quote. Uh, I, I think it might have been Damian Calhoun who asked him something about uh, you know him not playing for two games, and of course, Danny's like, "Oh, well, you played the last game." Like, yeah, well, he got, no, he, he got pretty defensive about that. Actually, yeah, he got, yeah he did. Uh, here's a quote: uh, He played last game. He didn't miss it. He came off the bench in the last game, and why he didn't come in today is between Kevin and I and our team, and some of the things we are looking for at this point in the season. It's not always just about being able to run sometimes in this part of the season we need a little extra something in the fight and so you know kevin is aware of where we are at and needs to bring that every single day we are in that stretch where you just got to compete got uh you have got to battle you have to fight physically you've got to do all the little things to help the team and i want him to fight through that right now and to push and he knows where we are at and he is going to get there because he has a lot of talent but we want to just push him a little bit on some of the other stuff so it kind of seems that what I asked for. It seems like, like Greg Vanny listened to Elliot's our house. Yeah. I mean, it's a little late, but I said, you know, I had said earlier, you probably need to bench him. You probably need to bench him in order to get some sort of reaction. In order to say, hey, dude, you're, I, I know you're probably one of the highest paid players on this team, but you need to start acting like it. Your spot is not guaranteed. And he needs to be benched. And if this destroys him, if you know, because he's still a kid, if this destroys him and he's mentally weak, and I said this, then he's not worth a dime. He's not worth anything. If that doesn't inspire you to like, okay, I need to get my spot back. I need to earn the respect of my coaches back. I need to fight for this. I need to up my game. I need to do something different. This isn't just being given to me anymore. I just lost my, my, my spot. I, I'm losing playing time. This needed to happen earlier. This needed to happen earlier. And again, it's happening now. It's too late. So, again, you build whatever is happening here, whatever you're trying to fix. You hope it happens in 2022, right? You hope that something triggers in the offseason. You know, put some muscle on. You know, change your game. Like, I'm going to go fucking, you know, knock some heads off. You know, because his style is just—it's not fit for MLS right now, um, or at least the physical part. I know his yeah. IQ is there. I know that his positioning is there. I know his vision is there. He just needs to understand the physicality of this league, and he's just not getting it. Um, I, don't he's, know, I don't know. I don't know what league he could get away with. Like, well, that. well, he was doing it apparently in League Two. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm th- okay. I'm thinking about not. All right, whatever. Go on. Um. So. Again, I, I I think it should have happened. I just think it should have happened a lot sooner. I think at this point, like some of the other things, I, I think it's a little too late. Uh, it doesn't make a difference uh, in 2021. And, you know, it, whether he plays the rest of the way is, uh, I'm sure you'll see him again. Uh, but I, I just honestly feel that this should have happened earlier. Um, you could have brought him on um, at some point late in the in the season um if you're still in contention and hopefully something triggers uh 
if you were to bring him back on, but at this point, it, it doesn't make a difference. So hopefully something triggers now, something happens in the offseason, he comes back motivated, uh, he has that type of, um, you know, that rebirth that uh, Chicharito had in the offseason, uh, because... Yeah. Um, I don't think we're not. Gonna, I don't think we're not going to not see him this season. Still, though. yeah, yeah, I, like, I don't think so either. Um, yeah. I think we'll, we'll see him again. I, I just hope he has that renaissance in him that he's mentally there um, and he knows exactly what he needs to do, and it's he's going to have to work for it because it, it really did. I, I don't know what's happening behind closed doors. I don't know what where his his mental state is. I'm not going to pretend to know, but um, it it didn't really seem that he got used to this league grand seer by the way figured it out you know he he not only improved um you know he's not a superstar but i think he's a really good role player and for what it's worth i think the two yeah um i think he's figured it out and i think he uh especially in the rsl game i saw a little bit uh, in the lafc game um i didn't see it so much from chicharito here which i thought was kind of interesting but Mm. especially in the rsl game um is that um, Grand Seer was playing very inspired against RSL. He wanted to win. You can tell yeah. he wanted to win. He was pushing that team. And Chicharito was as well. He was really, really inspired playing. Um, I know a lot of people will point to the, you know, the misses that he had, the the the, the goal that he should have had. Um, but the fact of the matter is that guy was hustling. That guy was trying to will the team to win. The only two players that were really, really trying to Look, we need to kick this up. Nobody else, nobody else did it. Um, everybody else was just kind of playing mediocre. And so I applaud Grancier for that. I applaud Chicharito for that. Um, I thought that, you know, in that game, it kind of did show, like, look, that he is a leader. And despite of what you, uh, the opinion that you may have of him, before his injury, he was the leading goal scorer of MLS. You know, what might have been. If he didn't get injured, you know, we might be seeing a different tune right now. We may not be dropping points. We may not be uh, where we are in the standings, you know. And so um, I applaud both those guys. And I hope that Cabral gets I hope that at some point he knows that he was signed on to at some point be a leader. And so uh, hopefully he embraces that. Well, we all hope that. We all do, for sure. Um, okay, oh, man. let's talk real quick. Who is the highest rated player in this game? <laughs> you guys weren't getting it. You guys. I know, we weren't going to get off the, let off the hook. It's Grant no, no. Uh Bobby says Vasquez, and uh, I, I would have said just for the goal, it's Grant Sear. Um And it's Grant Sear, 7.8. Um Again, uh, I think uh, with the goal and the yellow card, he did get a yellow card. It's, it's, it was a BS yellow card. Oh, that's pretty good. But it's, but it's a yellow Still. card. Uh, yeah, seven point eight. Um, who was the second highest rated player? Well, I got it wrong the first time. So Vasquez, David. Mm. I don't know. This is a this is a tough one because really, Grant here was the only one that was visible to me um, of of you know putting his stamp on the game. Um, Jeez, it's tough. Uh, I'll, I'll, let's go with uh, Alvarez. Alvarez, I I would not have gotten this right. I honestly <laughs> can, I, can I get Alvarez for one hundred, please? <laughs> uh, 
I wouldn't like David. I, I wouldn't know who to pick. I probably would have said Vasquez as well. Um, I normally would just kind of defer to Araujo, but I didn't think he had a standout game. Like I didn't really see yeah, him quite, put his stamp for, on the game. Yeah, standards. very yes, yeah, very very quiet. Uh, unlike the last couple of LAFC games where he was basically bossing whoever came anywhere near his, his you know his territory. Um, but it was Nick DePew. Um, Nick right behind. DePew. Interesting. Right behind Grandier. Grandier was a seven point eight. Nick DePew was a seven point six, and DePew also with a yellow card. So is he the one that got beat on the header? Um, I want to say it's Seika, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I have to look back at it. But the guy beat two defenders. Yeah, I think he jumped over two defenders. One might have been DePew. I don't know. I want to say it was Sega, but I'm not. I'm not 100 on that. Um. But yeah, it was Nick DePew, 7.6, also with a yellow, which I thought was really interesting. Who was the lowest rated player? Bond. Bobby? Mm, I would go with Bond too because of the goal, but... Mm, Sega. I, again, I, I wouldn't know who to give it to. I actually probably would have said Chicharito because I thought he kind of went MIA in this game. Um, and I was a little disappointed there because, like I said, in the RSL game, he played inspired. He played very inspired. Yeah. Um, you know, he was hustling. He was he was doing everything he could. I didn't really see him in this game have that same level of intensity, which, again, I thought was very odd considering the opponent. But um, it wasn't Hernandez. It actually was Sega, 6.5. Mm. Um, he was the worst one. Uh, Bond Ooh, was. I didn't put eight. points it's, down. Damn, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that we're gonna go by the by come playoff time. Our two starting center backs are gonna be Depew and Steris. Yep, <laughs> that kind of like looks like what uh, was it? Was it? Was oh it on? Oh my god! Was it on Simply Soccer when we were on Simply Soccer? We were talking about who the best center back pairing was. Well, we were talking about it after yeah, we the um. Uh, it was a game that I went to. So it was after the Dallas game. Yeah, uh, that was right after the Fourth of July game, and uh, and it was Christian who asked us, "Who's your starting center back pairing?" And at the time, I said, "Look, it's it's by far Williams and Sega." Um, we had only seen them once, maybe twice, up until that point, uh, because of the suspensions and uh, the injury. So I said, "Those you you brought those guys in. You have to let them play and figure it out, and you know get that chemistry going." Um, for what it's worth, I think Derek Williams is fine. Um, wasn't, and we talked about this before as well. I think after the suspension, he came back a different player. Um, he's not the same aggressive, hard-nosed enforcer that we saw in the first three or four games of the season. He became very reserved, very timid. Um, I, I'm sure that whatever happened affected him mentally. And... Um, he just wasn't the same player. Uh, so whatever player that you bought, and again, this is in my opinion, whatever player that you bought in the offseason is not the player that you're getting right now. Um, mm. And that's unfortunate because Derek Williams was well on his way to being, you know, a very, very solid defender a la Dan Dam, just as aggressive, just as passionate, just as um, um, just physical. And we saw that in the first, you know, a, a few games of the season. And uh, 
against competition that you would think that he'd be getting beat, but no, he went up to Seattle and like, oh, you know, we like what we see. He, you know, the LAFC games when he made that extremely hard tackle, got all ball and leads to that, you know, that first goal. Um, you know, he became a fan favorite real, real quick. Um, and in another very reckless play, he it all went away. Um, so I think that that's a problem. I think if we saw the Derek Williams pre, you know, tackle in in Portland, if that doesn't happen, I think you would be seeing a completely different Derek Williams. I think you'd be seeing a different, a completely different defense. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that is the reality now. That just Derek Williams, um, he's not the same player, and the Galaxy suffered for it, and so yeah. they got to figure it out. They have to figure it out now. Um, and again, this is all for 2022. So, um, I still think this that is all it has for 2022. To, That's all I heard. Sorry. Um, this is still, like I said, th- th- this is something that you need to figure out for, for next season. And, um, it would be very ironic that at the end, of, if at the end of the day, um, you end up with Steris and Depew, um, who, by the way, was, you know, a pretty decent pairing compared to, you know, putting people in there or putting, um, you know, anybody else in the in that role, those are the two guys that actually worked best together. So um it would be really ironic that that's where you would end up. There's a lot of talk on Twitter and you know, I got a lot of uh interaction about how we need to fix this defense and we need to bring in players. And I go, every player that we brought in, with the exception of Jovalich, was brought in and Cabral was brought in to fix the defense. Yeah. Like they they legitimately try to fix this. They brought in Bond. They brought in Sega. They brought in Williams. They brought in Ravellison. Like these are all Hamalain. These defenders. are all defensive players. These are all defensive players. Like they legitimately tried. Um, it's not that they didn't address it. They legitimately tried. And again, for what no, it's worth, yeah, in the sure. first half, we thought it was fixed and that it would improve. But again, um, just circumstances change, and um, this is the new reality. So you're going to have to readjust. And no, you're not going to bring in new players. All these players that you brought in, and there were a lot of them. This was a rebuild, yeah. and you got to make it work with these, you with this with this crop of players. They're here for the next three to four years. All of them. All of them. You're not getting rid of them. This there was a plan here for what it's worth. We love the plan, right? We saw the plan. We saw the foundation. We saw you know it just didn't work out, yeah. or it's not that it didn't work, I'm, work out. I'm it's still just, not it, on the. It, it tr- hasn't. I'm still not on the train out. I'm like, I'm still not. No, no, no. I haven't bought the ticket for that yet either. Like, no, no. And it's way too soon to even start thinking about that. I mean, I, I still think that this is a meltdown. I, 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 there's, there's just no way that you're convincing me that this is not a meltdown. Um, if you're on the, the, uh, the side of this is a rebuilding year and this is what was supposed to happen, that's fine. Um, I just think circumstances change and things are different once you see what happens during that time. Because you don't go from point A to point Z without knowing what happened in between. Yeah. So, um, I think with what you saw happening between, what, you got to say that this, for me, what you could have had, right? Um, I think that for me, again, this is just my personal opinion. I think this is a meltdown. I think this was a big meltdown. I think this was a just uh, they they dropped the ball in the second half of the season, and but at the end of the day, I understand that this is a rebuilding year. I understand that going into the season, I knew that they weren't contenders, and I didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs. That doesn't necessarily mean that. You know, my expectations didn't change along the way because they most certainly did. And now, you know, my, my expectations changed yet again. But 
I understand that this was not a rebuild that was supposed to materialize or produce those type of results in year number one. It was supposed to start, you know, maybe seeing something in year number two with year number three being like something should be happening. Like, to the point where like you should be contenders or you should be legitimate dark horses or the league believes that you are legitimate dark horses. Um, and um, so we still have time and uh, I have not given up on this team as far as Greg Vanny and the players in it. Um, I've given up on this season. Um, but this team is um, it, it, it's it's a little different, and I, and I want to say this because um, I didn't really realize this until I actually played it. So FIFA came out uh, this past week, and it was the first time that I got excited for a FIFA in about like three or four years. Mm-hmm. And um, that's usually my rule: if I buy a game, I have to wait another three years to buy buy it again because I'm playing the same game, you know, year in year out. So the last one was eighteen. I was legitimately excited to play this one and i started realizing the reason why the reason why is because i always play career mode it's the only mode i ever play and the first season is always with the galaxy uh however long i stay depends on you know another offer that another team if it's a really good offer and it's a team i want to or a league that i want to uh uh play in then i'll take it but i always start with the galaxy and i realized that i wanted to play with that team because i liked the team i like the team that was built. I like the way it was built. The results aside, there was a plan. I like the players. And the way I play the game right now, it's it's so much fun where it's like, wow, like I actually have options. You know, I don't I, I, I usually just stick to a starting lineup and that's it. Like I actually have options. There's a lot of guys that I want in there and there's a lot of guys that can make a difference. And obviously in real life, it's it's really no different. Um, it's just that the results results weren't there. But this team was built with a plan, and early in the season, we saw the plan, and we were behind that plan. And we had said that the foundation isn't there. These guys are there for the next three to four years with a coach that has proven that you know he can turn a team around. So, and, so we gotta we gotta let him build it though. We gotta yeah, let him build it. Right. And that's the thing. I'm not on the Vanny out train. I, I the only people who would be on the Vanny out train are the ones who didn't want Vanny to begin with. And um you can't just say start all over again because it, that just doesn't work. If you're doing that right. anytime at sign of trouble, you're never ever ever going to be successful. It's not gonna happen. And even if laws of probability say you when you're, you're gonna do it, there's that's it you're one and done. This was not like last year where you're bringing in loans left and right and there's no foundation. This team is set for the next three to four years. And you also have to remember that along the way, you are dropping pieces and adding pieces. And again, they're going to be guys that Vanny bring in to fit with what he's trying to do. Um, I'm still very much on the, the Vanny train. I, uh, I have cautious optimism. I don't want to just jump on this, but there's cautious optimism where we're saying, like, look, I, I like this team. I want to like this team. I like this team. It's just whatever happened in that second half cannot happen again. And you need to fix this, and it needs to be addressed so that 2022, you learn from what happened here 
And, you know, you're going to have your, your streaks. You're going to have your bad streaks. It happens to every team, unless you're New England. But you got to play through it and you got to learn. And a lot of these guys are making their MLS debuts, right? So um, sophomore years, they come back and they're, they're more knowledgeable, right? And by the junior year, you, you should be, you know, favorites at that point. Hey, you know what you're doing, right? You're an, upper, you're an upperclassman. You're one of the leaders, right? You're, you're bringing in these new players that you will also have. By the way, at that point, you probably have two new DPs. So um, there is reason for, for hope in the future. Um, give it up for 2021, guys. It's, it's not happening. Uh, I can't stress that enough. It's not happening in 2021. Uh, but, uh, I think, like I said, I, I like this team. I want to like this team and it's, there's something, there's something there. It's just, they figured it out a little bit and then just let it go. They, they, they just need to, they need to just refocus and find that again because it's there. It's definitely there. <sighs> All right. Well, um, to, to sort of transition into some of the post game stuff. Um, the, uh, the, the, the post-game melee that happened after El Trafico, I mean, security handled that just about as well as the Galaxy defense has been handling stuff. Um, there were lots of fights. There were, as Bobby mentioned earlier, um, there was a lot of issues with the supporter section, uh, first getting smoke bombs in, <laughs> you know, uh, that's, uh, that's something that, uh, if uh, Victoria block did it, um, the league would be down on them real quick. Um, and, uh, and, and the galaxy, uh, uh security would be down on, on, on that real quick. Um, the bottom line is, uh, the LA galaxy fans, we got to do better that it's, it's bullshit that we get goaded into fights and into the kind of behavior that we saw after the game. Um, It's, it's just, it's really, really fucking disappointing to see that from our supporter groups. Um, I mean, you know, it's not smart to put the away fans, especially um, your rival who, you know, who the teams have actually been actively trying to pit against each other for as long as that other team has existed. Um, that you put them in such close proximity and you don't put in some court, some side of barrier or keep, you know, a, a wall of security around them so that they can't leave until after the stadium's cleared out. That's bullshit like that on a on a on a logistical level is a huge failure. Um, so it's really weird because I remember, I don't know, it was like a two years ago. Well, it had to be two years ago because of COVID, but maybe three then um, when it wasn't this like this yet. It was just, you know, a little banter here and there and some, well, some, because some, it wasn't, some dumbasses here and there. Yeah. But, because it, it, but, but the, the more they, time I, that it happens. Yeah, no, for sure. But let me, let me, let me sorry, finish sorry. that day, that day there was a shit ton of security. And I, and I, at that point, at that time, I was just like, why, why do we need this much security? Remember, remember and when then this time it's like hovering nothing. over ACB. Yeah. After that game, yeah, I, yeah, 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 you're yeah. right. There was a shit ton of security. There was helicopters uh, hovering over ACB. I mean, the fact that you use the same entrance that the supporter sections use to get in and out of the stadium to in order to do to to uh, go to the uh, 
the after game tailgate is just it's just stupid you know why why would anybody do that but uh, you know and and granted there's no good place to put them because if you put them on the other side then you've got the rides go out to deal with yeah there is no good place to put them there um, really isn't you're not going to put you them just, in the center you need to you have to let, you just have to let them come in and out at certain times yeah. and just like direct them to like just give them one area of parking too so they just go straight there yeah you know yeah, I mean, but, you know, it, like th- honestly, this has been the that game was the worst experience I've ever had yeah. at a Galaxy game in the history or, of my life. Or an life. LAFC game. Yeah, or yeah, for sure. Game. But yeah, exactly. But you know, but that but that's a whole other thing because of us, uh, wh- wh- how we're situated. Sure. But th- like since the Rose Bowl days, like nothing has upset me this much. Like, dude, like I'm like I'm chill right now, but fuck. And well, I'm not really chill, but yeah, but I'm chill, you know. <laughs> uh, but like, like seriously, like David is right. Don't get in a fight. But you know, you, your blood gets to that point where you really want to. But of course, I'm not. But it's just amazing. It, it's just so disrespectful, so trashy, so everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're throwing horrible. gear down. They're throwing they're smoke throwing bombs down. down. No, I know. And the other thing that pisses me off is that our friend DRC goes, and you know, he's he's recovered from COVID, um, and he can't really walk too much or go up and downstairs too much. And he and like the first thing, hap- the first thing they have that happens to them once they're sitting down is beer starts falling on them. And I'm still kind of like finishing up on some like media stuff, and he's texting me telling me, "Oh, we already got beer on us." And I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck?" So and but like and then by the time I got there. You know, like it was the third time. And, you know, his wife, she's down to say, what the fuck, motherfucker, and like trying yeah. to start shit. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm like yelling at her, like, don't look up because they're going to throw it right at your fucking face. Like, like <laughs> just don't look up. And, um, and then they finally had to get to a point where they had to leave. Um, but, I mean, just, just, just everything. And then throwing the pyrotechnics and just doing all that. Like, it's just so trashy. But, you know, and, 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 and yes, you're right. Like, we should be better for them not goading us into this because that's exactly what they're doing they're literally just like the fan base of trolls so it's just it's they're just goading us so like but but it doesn't help when you let when you let a whole bunch of drunk galaxy supporters and a whole bunch of like fucking assholes that want to come in and instigate shit uh and exit and 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 go in at the same place like that's not gonna work out yeah ever yeah you you Never. force you force the supporters to exit and go directly into their uh, tailgate remember, areas. I remember more security at the last LAFC game, their home game, looking up at the supporters uh, uh, section yeah. of Galaxy. I remember seeing like security guards down the stairs, up and like right in front of them, like everything. And yeah. I didn't like I didn't see any of that. And it's and here. it's difficult. It's difficult because you have um, you have a. a, a you know, obviously you have the one contained section, but then you have, uh, you know, people all over the place. Like there was LASC fans all over uh, the sure, stadium. There's always going to be sporadic. There's always right. going to be sporadic. But, Just like at the LASC games, groups, there's sporadic galaxy people. Right, yeah. right. When, but when you get them in the big groups like that, like it's so easy. And like they, it was it was really clear to me. And, and I am in no way, shape or form letting – Galaxy fans off the hook because, as I said, you no, we no. need to be better than that. Like that is the bottom line. Like this is always going to be the place where we're like, don't be an asshole to the point where you get into a fight because that's never okay. If you're if you're 
you know, defending yourself. If if people are are attacking you, obviously oh, yeah. you have to defend oh, yeah. yourself. But no, but you like you can see it in the videos. There's yeah. you know, there's dudes that just take advantage of a guy on the floor, so they just start stomping yeah. you. Like, dude, that's not you like getting trampled on, and you got to hit someone back. You know, yeah, it's not the same thing. And and, but, and, but and it, look, you know, it's it it's become it's it, it really is just like the little devils on each supporter group shoulder of the teams, like talking shit to each other, trashing each other, and then. And then they go and they, it culminates in this. And then they come out and they go, oh, we're going to hold hands and we're going to be like, we need to do better. We need to be better about this. Let's let's move forward together. No, admit that you're complicit in building this environment for, for, the, for the fans. I don't know. All of it rose me the wrong way. I under I get what you're saying. I'm not sure if I agree about being complicit with it, but I I get where you're getting at. So yeah, I, I think I mean, obviously I am in an extremely biased opinion, and uh, just because of obviously you know who I am and who I root for, there's going to be always you know bias in whatever opinion I may have. So I I don't want to pass judgment or um, just pretend to know what happened or what does happen uh, in the, in the stadium. You know, I don't know if someone's being attacked um, and, and you're defending yourself. I don't know if someone's running their mouth um, and they, you know, maybe they deserve. Oh, everybody's uh, running hit. their mouth. Right. Everybody. Every, every time I walked some area, you'd hear two, two gal- a galaxy or a LAFC points. Oh, you want to settle this right here? Then we'll settle it right here. Then we'll settle it right here. Then I heard that so, shit like five times. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm, but th- th- there's th- there's things that I can't assume, and there's things that obviously um, that I have no knowledge of, um, and it's not my job to to find out who's right or who's wrong, and it, it's not. Um, I can agree with David in saying that you know fans should be responsible for their actions. Stop trying to defer it to somebody else. You are responsible for your actions. You're an adult. Um, you know what you're doing. Um, you can make a choice. Uh, it can be an intelligent or it can be a bonehead choice. So um, I think fans need to take um, responsibility. I think whoever was involved, regardless, again, I, I don't know what happened, but um, well, supposedly if, they are if, if looking over footage and going right. To I mean, I mean, th- th- there's a lot that, that you can say we, we don't right. Um, but you know, ultimately, that the people were saying like, oh, there's somebody else's fault. Not the fans, like that's that's bullshit. You're, you're I, I get what you're saying, and, and I'm going to get into that right now. But take responsibility for your actions, right? Uh, just because someone runs their mouth doesn't give you the right, or you're not in the right to start a brawl, right? It's just you know you're you're mentally weak, is what you are. Uh, you can be manipulated, um, but ultimately the failure does lie in the security. It does rely. It does fall on stadium security, one hundred percent, because you know exactly what's going to happen, or at at the very least, you know the potential of what's going to happen. There should be, and I think I said this for another a, a few years ago. I think I said this when you come to a game like this, where you know emotions are high in a sport where emotions are already high, um, in a rivalry that is this intense and this heated, where the fan bases literally hate each other, literally hate each other. It's not a simple, you know friendly banter it's they hate each other 
there's a legitimate emotion there. You know what can happen. There should be, and this is an unpopular opinion. People are probably saying no that I don't want to. I don't want to be involved in a game like that. Like, yeah, neither do I. But that is the reality of the situation. You want to be safe. This is what needs to happen. There needs to be a military type presence of police officers at that stadium for every single one of those games. If at any point you're walking the stadium and there's not a police officer within ten feet of you at any point in the stadium, you're doing it wrong. You need to like be there. Word of if I even give a guy a funny look, the cops are already on my ass. That's what it should be. Okay, there should be a cop in like every other like five rows up in every fucking upper yeah. stand. And, and sure it should be and, and, and it should be it it should be you know neutral. Like you know if if because a lot of times when that happens when there's that kind of uh, security prevent presence, the the bad end of it. Ends up falling on the home fans, right? Of course, you know, and, and but there has to be some sort of plan that needs to be executed. They're saying this is there's going to be no tolerance. There's absolutely no way that we can let these two supporter groups be together at any point. You will be, you know, the you know the first ones out, and until we have all of this out, you the other uh, party needs to stay in their seats at all times. And again. Being watched like hawks, that nothing is happening during that time. There has to be a military-style presence of police officers at that stadium for this game. There's absolutely no other way to have it. And you know, this was a complete failure of that because I, we we seen and again take it with a grain of salt because you're going to have point of views and you're going to have biases here but you have people saying you know this shouldn't have happened because this is what happened to me this is you know and i'm not saying it's not, it didn't happen but you know police officers just kind of like oh you know looking the other way until they couldn't look the other way right um that shouldn't be the case they should be ready to crack heads at like uh, at a moment's notice and it's sad that it has to get to that point um but that oh, is yeah, they were because the, they because there was not enough they were they were overwhelmed you can yeah. you can see that in the videos you yeah know, yeah yeah to, I know and that. that's what I'm saying it, it was a complete failure and then and then and then when they were trying to get two areas they couldn't because all of, they were fighting all of the traffic that was leaving the stadium because I was standing right there when like five or six different police uh, vehicles were trying to get through and like two ambulances mm-hmm. and they just couldn't get through for a long time until people finally moved. I mean, they had like four horse officers. That was really it. It was, again, it, it seems, and again, different circumstances, but it just kind of seems like, you know, the games that we uh, were there and they were, uh, you know, trying to get the, the Galaxy fans out because they were downing during the week. It seems like there was like an overwhelming amount of police presence for something like that where everyone was just having a good time rather than this where you know that this is like a ticking time bomb. Right, like you just need someone to light the fuse. So, um, (laughs) so I mean, uh, uh, ultimately, like I said, they were lighting the fuse, man. Yeah, shit that they were doing, they were lighting the fuse. Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, you know, the we know the LAFC uh, supporters that were, you know, snuck smoke bombs in. I don't know how. I don't know how how they were able to do that. Um, Again, a, a failure probably because again, it's it's a failure of security. Like, how is that? How is it possible? That the away fans of all of all people, not even the home fans, like the away fans, were able to get in there with smoke bombs, something that has been prohibited since you know we opened the stadium. It was like it's such a big no-no. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think the, it was a failure on security. I think it was a failure on the the sheriff's department. Um, it doesn't look good for the stadium. Doesn't look good for for the galaxy because, as David said, it's the home team. Um, but at the same time, fans need to take responsibility for that. Like you can't just blame the lack of security. No. You're an adult. You make decisions. Um, you are responsible. Ultimately, responsible for this. Uh, you can even say that the league is responsible for kind of like pushing the rivalry, which is fine. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and yeah, we embrace not it. Pushing it in that way, though. Um, they don't want it, but there is the, uh, a lot of people will bring up Taylor Twelman, Twelman, who was you know sucking the thirty-two fifty-two's dick as he always does while the smoke bombs were being thrown. Um, mm, I hadn't you know, heard the. Yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't get to watch that yet. Yeah, yeah. So like, like every broadcast that is on ESPN or Fox Sports and LFC's playing, they always have to show the thirty-two fifty-two and talk about them, right? That. That is something that's like that's on the agenda. That's being I, I I have no doubt in my mind that these networks are being paid to do that. Like 100 percent There's no reason for them to do it every single time because they're pushing it as if that's like the like culture of like supporter groups around the world. So look, we have one of those too. Look, look, you know, like we're we're here. We we finally get it. We're you know, so you have to push it. And so Taylor Twelman was again pushing it, and the cameras were on the thirty two fifty two, and he's talking about how beautiful it is. He's not even like focused on the the galaxy supporter groups. And something happened, and I'm not aware of it, but apparently something happened in the riot squad uh, that made them post something on Twitter. Uh, they were not uh, happy about ESPN, and they were mic'd up. So I don't know what happened I read, there. I read that, but I don't know what it's about either. Yeah, I have no idea David? what it's about. David, do, do you? you? No, I, I, yeah. I don't know what uh, yeah. what happened there. Yeah, they were very unhappy w- with ESPN. Um, but yeah, the, the, oh, so anyway, it could be. Oh, oh, sorry, uh, this is jogging my memory. It could be that they were set up right above the riot squad, and they were being told to uh, settle down, maybe because the you know their their mics were picking up too much of their their uh, chants or too much noise from their side. But like, yo, don't set up right. In below a, or right above a, a supporter section, which is like, which is really ironic because <laughs> you're, you're talking they usually about how, go to the opposite corner, right? But but it, but it's really ironic that they would say something like that when it's like, well, again, look at the third two fifty two and look how loud they are and look how great they are, but the riot squad is too loud. Like <laughs> like what? Like that that doesn't make any sense, right? So like obviously that again, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever that they are paid that these that ESPN and Fox Sports or whoever is broadcasting LAFC, they're paid to, you know, butter up the the third two fifty two. There's no doubt in my mind, one hundred percent guaranteed. I guarantee it. Um, and so while this is going on, you see the smoke bombs that shouldn't be there and they're being thrown. And Taylor Twelman's there, like this is beautiful. Soccer has arrived, you know, like as you know the same script. That you hear every single fucking time. And while this is happening, he's just sucking their dick. So, um, yeah, it, it's just unfortunate. And this is, Damn. again, this is the league. This is the I league really, really pushing this. Like, it's okay. Because what, what's going to happen? They're going to turn a blind eye. Oh, that's on you guys. That's not, you know, that's not them. And the probably bring Galaxy fans, right? Like, it's just... Um, it, it's just kind of a messed up situation. So maybe yeah. the league doesn't, you know... Uh, encourage like the fighting and the violence, but they certainly want the rivalry to be there, and they certainly want their, you know, their golden egg, which isn't golden anymore. But they they don't know that 
to be pushed front and center at every time, at every turn, any single trashy, dirty, you know, classless thing that they do, they turn a blind eye. They look away. Yeah. It never happened. I, I didn't see any. I, I didn't see any of the coverage on ESPN when that girl shit in their own, in her own stadium. I saw those pictures. I I didn't know if that was fake or not. I no, didn't dude. Through. Oh no, I that didn't is one hundred thousand percent real. She straight up took she a was shit up. in she was the stadium. Up. She couldn't wait. She couldn't wait. She couldn't wait. She couldn't wait. I mean, I mean so, it's yeah. the stank. It's the stank for a it's reason. The stank. <laughs> Stank for a reason. That's literally in the video. The guy, the guy taking the video goes, "Welcome to the stank." Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't have the volume. Yeah. Well, I, again, I just saw pictures, but yeah. But, but look, man, you know, let's. I know, I, you know, it, it, a lot of people are going to say like, "Oh, you know, the MLS and soccer and and the LA Galaxy is a, it should be a family friendly thing." Not El Trafico. El Trafico is not a family friendly thing. But there's a difference between being fam- family friendly, sanitized, and the bullshit that went on on Sunday. There's a there's a big difference there. It could, there there's somewhere in between. There's a medium ground. You can be passionate about your team. You can support the shit out of them. You can hate the other fans. But as soon as you start putting hands on other people because they're wearing a different shirt than you are, that's bullshit. No, well, I mean it comes to gang mentality. Yeah, it, that's cool. what it is. That's what it is. And, and, you know, as we said, it's, it's the constant, you know, and, and, and the, the sins that were happening that led to, I'm sure, you know, cause I've never seen galaxy fans go to the, the, the extent of disrespectfulness. Yep. That we've seen from LAFC fans. Yeah. This, we can't the, fuck that bird the, at their stupid yeah. hawk. Yeah, you know, no, who cares? There's a, there's, a, there's a line. There's, there's a, line. a line, and they like, cross it consistently. We can talk. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. That's what gets. That's what gets me so fucking mad. But, you know? but like, I'm not what, trying. I'm not trying to give Galaxy fans. I'm not exactly. I'm not trying to give Galaxy fans an excuse. Yeah. But it, yes, but it riles us all up. Like, oh my god, I was fucking flaming like in fumes. Oh, I, see, those are all wrong words. But you know what I mean. I was very angry. I mean, I would imagine that if <laughs> I would imagine that if you saw the guy that threw the beer or threw the the, the pyrotechnics, you probably would have put hands on him because no, of how I no, much I, I would you want to cross the line. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because of how much that line got to. crossed. I would want to. Yeah. I wouldn't, but I would want to because <laughs> I don't. I, I I understand. Uh, you know, records in jail and shit like sure, that. And sure. I don't want that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. In my, I guess so. That. I, but no, I mean, I mean, DRC's wife was kind of goading some guys, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, and DRC's just like, dude, like I can't fight, like I can't, like I, like I, I can't, like have any, <laughs> my lungs, lungs can't handle can't it. Fight. Yeah. He's like, I might, like I'll throw a few punches, but that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I can't do no Same more. Like George you know? Foreman. He's got to, he's like, got to hit one or two hard, and that's it. He's done. Yeah. And he's like, tell, he's, he was like telling her, like, you need to not do that because I can't, babe. Like I can't do it. Like I, yeah. I can't. You just don't do that shit, you know. Oh my God, but um, yeah, no, it was, it's yeah. But that's the thing, though, Lewis. It's just this was like the ever the most disrespectful display of an away team of of any rival ever, ever, ever in history. Have, and for have it to been have been such a shitty game too. Yeah. Like no, but that's the thing. They came in match. not caring about the game. They yeah. came in not caring about the game just to do that. Just yeah. to talk, just to just to create like havoc and just shit and just t- and just like just just treat our fucking stadium like shit and Smash treat fans like it. shit. How like did even, this, 
how did this go from how did this go from like come on guys we got to be better for us to just be like what the what a bunch of fuckers no i know i know i know no it's just true because i'm kind of fighting that too because i do i do agree with but like they get me so angry <laughs> He's so bunch fucking of angry, but the different, but the difference is here. Every uh, audience, children, is that even though you get this angry, you don't get in fights. You just don't. You just don't get goaded into that shit. Come on, you know. Because now, like a lot of you, if you get caught in that video, you're gonna be suspended and banned. Yeah. And I don't think that was worth it just because, you know, some dude just said, like, fuck Galaxy or, like, yeah, some probably guy in a black shirt something worse. Like, Carson, but, you know, die yeah. Carson. Yeah. And then I saw on social media, uh, because when we go to the LAFC games, I see this kid all the time. This kid that wears the jersey that's half oh. and half. Oh, yeah. I saw the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they posted a picture. He was in the bathroom in the, in, in, in the Galaxy game. And they, to, they took a picture of him and they're all laughing at him. Um, I mean, look, that's I, I, to me, that's acceptable. I, yeah, I can't hate on him. I can't hate on him on that. I'm, I'm, I question his his values. Sure. Sure. But, um, I'm not going to hate him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, sometimes I'm Crips, sometimes I'm blood. <laughs> but you can't do that in the streets. But you can't do that in the streets. You can't street. do it in the streets, dog. Uh-uh. Can't do that. That's the thing. Uh, all right. The good well, thing is young. Yeah, yeah, he'll 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 learn. He's gonna get the the hard, uh, the hard the harsh reality of life uh, yeah. will hit him soon and and beat him down. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's talk about the international break. Uh, we've got uh, we've got an international break coming up. U.S. men's national team games coming. The next time the Galaxy plays is not until October fourteenth. So that's what uh, what ten days from now, more than 10, less than ten days from now. Uh, but still. Um, there's two teams that are right below them in the playoff hunt that if they get good results could push the galaxy down below that playoff line. Oh yeah. And the galaxy would have nothing to do about it because they'll just be sitting, uh, on the international break. So, uh, there was what, seven players called into their respective national teams. Team six. Six, Six players. Okay, so we got Probably. so we got Ryan Revolution. He's gonna go uh, play for Madagascar. Uh, we've got um, obviously Jonathan Dos Santos is gonna go play for Mexico. Sebastian Lejet's gonna play for the U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, O'Neill Fisher is gonna go to Jamaica. Hamalainen. is uh, gonna play for Finland. Uh, that's uh, five. So we got two more. Acosta. Danilo Acosta, who you know, we haven't really seen him play Honduras, much. So. But but yeah. but he's going. All right? but, he's, but he's going. He's leaving. He's gonna go. <laughs> and over then uh, and then and then the and then the little one, Perez, the eighteen-year-old. Oh, okay, he's gonna go play for Panama. Uh, I'm looking at my own post. <laughs> uh, the, no, Mexico. No, for, wait. No, no, no. What am I talking about? I don't know. Does it matter? Uh, it, 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 <laughs> uh, it, it, if it's a guy that doesn't play, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, I hope he doesn't get called in. And, uh, He's like, and, man, I'm a fan. Efrain <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't get called in, and neither did um, neither did uh, um, Julian Arajo, despite Julian Arajo declaring for Mexico. 
Um, so he has failed his one-time switch. FIFA has approved it. He posted, I think it was it was either today or yesterday, that his heart is with Mexico and he will be and he will be playing for the Mexican national team um, going forward. Um, for me, this is a big loss for the U.S. national team. Uh, I yep. I understand. I wish uh, Julian Araujo the best. I think that he has a phenomenal upside, um, and um, you know I think the U.S. Uh, is is going to miss a guy like like um, Araujo, the the kind of heart, the way he plays, the way he carries himself. I mean, the kid uh, is is so much more mature than his age. Um, you know, certainly seems more mature than, uh, you know, he's not going to pull some bullshit like Winston McKinney did. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I wish him the best. I hope he, uh, he does well with Mexico, except when it comes to playing the United States. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Julian. Nice knowing you on the international front. Yep. No, I'm going to root against you, but that's all good. Uh, but then when so you're yeah. back, you know, we're, we're cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pull that jer- when you pull that LA jersey on, we're all good. Yeah. Then we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, so yeah, any uh, any other stuff that we want to get to tonight? Do you have any um, thing to say, Lewis? Uh, Lewis? I have some questions from Instagram. Lewis so. is muted, but uh, yeah, let's go over the uh, Instagram questions. All right, let's see. Here we go. Um, this is from Take the Wheel sixty four. Uh, it took Vanny four years to make TFC, TFC a true contender. Does he have that long with the G's? Yes. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think he has that long. I don't think it's going to take that long for for uh, Vanny because um, TFC was in worse shape, I think, than uh, than the Galaxy was when when Vanny took it over, and we've already seen that he's. He's got some good building blocks. I think. Uh, I think it's less than four years. If it takes four years, I don't think he has that long. Uh, I, I think he has the time, um, the, especially with the suspected rumors that uh, Tecosa might be on his way out. Um, we know that Cincinnati job is uh, no longer available as uh, former Galaxy player Chris Albright is going to take that spot. Uh, GM spot. Uh, yeah, G- yeah, GM spot. Um, GM spot, but Tyrone Marshall is uh, is coaching, right? Is Right. And so... Um, so yeah, the, the rumor that DDK will be leaving the Galaxy, his contract does expire at the end of this year, I believe. So um, I'm sure he has a lot of job offerings. Yeah, I'm not sure I, if, I if uh, he comes better. back. And if that's the case, I have to imagine that Greg Banning may be GM along with coach a la Bruce Arena. Um, most of these guys were brought in by uh, Greg Banning. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think that kind of continues. And if that does happen, that basically is the... Um, it's like, you know, why not? It's the backing. It's the backing that say, look, you, you got this. Look, if uh, regardless of what happened this season, um, uh, you know, we're promoting you to GM as well. This is your, um, this is your project. And so I think he's given that time. Uh, I think the Galaxy really have to tank in season two um, for him not to have an opportunity at four. I think he'll have four years. Um, and, and but like DB I said, I, I think yeah, and DB slots. Yeah, you, you gotta you, you gotta know that at least. One is open next year. Um, it's got to. Oh my god! It's got to be a home run. It one hundred percent has to be a home run. It can't be. It can't be another Cabral. It can't be a guy that you want to work on. It's got to be a guy that's no, already no, there. No, yeah. Um, one hundred percent. Um, if you miss on this one, 
that's two spots that would have been locked in for presumably three or four years. And if these guys don't work out again, you are very much handicapped. Um, that might cost him his job very well. If he doesn't hit on that DP next year, that may very well, uh, shorten his, his time span, uh, uh, with the galaxy. I think he needs 100% to hit a home run with that available DP spot. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this next one is from, uh, our favorite LA galaxy outsider. He says, uh, who should be our next manager? Hashtag Vanny out. <laughs> um, I'll make him happy. Kind of went over this in the in the show, but please yeah. answer. I'll, I'll I'll make him happy. It's make it out No, come on. It's That's not gonna be. It's it. No, I'm no. not. For, I'm just saying him, I'm making it happy for 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 uh for a boy Galaxy Outsider. I mean, it cannot be anybody but Sam Allardyce. He's the next manager of the Galaxy. Hugo Big Sam. Big Sam. It's Hugo Sanchez. I don't know if I just pissed somebody off. What's Thierry Henry doing? I uh, shut up, Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, if you know, if you, if you, if know, you, you know, know that, if you know what that's coming from, we'll I don't know, give you a sticker. But yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. You guys good? Yeah. yeah. Go. All right. Uh, this is from Ramos ninety three. Uh, how much longer for LA to win another championship, or is this as good good as it gets? Lewis. This is not as good as it gets. I, I can't believe that. Um, I think things will get better, but answering when it's going to happen, that's a lot trickier. Unfortunately, the league has, even from 2014, has really, really gotten so much better. It is so much harder to win an MLS Cup now than it was even in 2014. Um, that's one of the criticisms that you know, you'll know you say, oh, you won five championships, but you haven't won it with you know 60 teams in the league, right? Um but that's something that the Galaxy need to adjust to, right? They were slow uh, behind everybody else signing South Americans. They were slow. You know, they were still stuck in 2.0. They just could not go forward. They were so stuck in their little fantasy world that reality just kind of passed them by. They now have a coach saying, okay, we now have to get into that. Um, so it's just starting. So um, it, it is so much harder to win MLS Cup now than it ever was. Um, and it's going to get harder because more teams will be entering the league. Um, it's going to be more competitive. So um, this league improves every year. So um, that it'll happen. It's just, I mean, I, I'm not sure if it's really that as imminent as many people would like like it to be. Uh, the the year after Klein is out. So there you go. <laughs> whenever whenever that happens, bet race to Sace is on. <laughs> all right all right well that's the last of the questions anything else you guys lewis i'm just waiting for david to depress me uh i have mm. nothing to depress you with today oh, everything no. is bond oh, all right now, then now i'm depressed Aww. good job okay david. that's good Sorry, lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right uh yeah i might get fever 22 so hit up your boy oh. if you want to play you're gonna get it dang probably all right all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 238. I'm here with David and Lewis. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Oh, go buy Bye. the magazine. LAZRHouse.com. Go buy the magazine. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yes. Okay. All the time. <laughs> Forgot about that, too. Every day, every day. All, right. <laughs> every all day, day, every day. Bye. No, for real. <laughs> Bye.
Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 